With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to chapter 87 of the DC Alliance podcast. With me as always is fanboy Clay. Clay, how are you doing today, this evening? I am doing pretty good. You know, it's it's been a little bit of a week. You know, I was uh, telling you right before we went live that I have a full schedule and I was telling uh, Katie over at uh, Star Wars Alliance that uh, it's only Wednesday, and I have about uh, four hours of work clocked in at my job, so because of that, uh, it looks like I'm going to get Friday off, which is uh, well worth it, so, you know, I'm just kind of making it, trying to make it until Friday is, 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 is my plan right now. Well, the best thing about those long weekends are... Monday isn't so like it takes so long you'll get a four day week and just you'll be able to relax and make your way back into Monday again. Well the the good thing about Monday is that uh because of Martin Luther King Junior Day, um I have no school. Okay, that's so, that's so good. I kinda just get to like relax, you know, that day. Which is nice. Of course we will be live on DC Alliance. Talking Peacemaker. But I do think that I still have to work, so that's a bummer. Ooh, there, now I have a question for you. Will you be staying up? You, you're two and a half hours uh, ahead of me, so the bold question: You are also a night owl of all night owls that I know. Behind you, not ahead of you. Yeah, sorry, behind me. Uh, will you be staying up and watching one, two, or three of the episodes of Peacemaker tonight? I, I'm really curious about that. I might be staying up to watch all three. And the reason why I say that is, one, I'm going to be going into work immediately after editing this episode that we are live on right now. So I'll edit that, run into work. I plan on being there for maybe a good hour and a half to two hours. And then coming back home, uh, and then I have to get homework done. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of homework, a little bit of research, 
Um, everybody will be asleep, so it'll be prime time to be recording stuff for my audio engineering classes. Ooh. So I'm going to be doing that, doing some mixing, doing some editing, um, playing around with my computer as well. So all of that done tonight should get me to the point of when uh, Peacemaker actually premieres. And so I'll already be, yeah, I'll probably be dozing off, but at least I'll get a glimpse at majority of what I will see and to see if I will actually like it. Because if it gets to a point where I'm like, yeah, no. I'm shutting it off. <laughs> We've already talked about this on DCA. Um, I am going to attempt to watch all three episodes going through because, you know, We've seen plenty of shows that kind of have a mishap on their first episode because it's still trying to figure out what it is. And then, you know, it starts to get the groove of everything. Now with these newer streaming shows, they have less time to do that. You know, you have only six to eight episodes on some of these I things. Think this one's seven? If I'm this not one mistaken? is seven because we uh, are getting... Is it seven or is it eight? I, I think it's seven because I think we're getting uh, 40% of the show dropping uh, on that very day. I think it ends the middle of February. It could be eight, could be seven, but even okay. though we're getting a sizable chunk, whereas with Titans, we got, when I looked at it, I remember telling you, I think we had 20% of Titans, mm-hmm. uh, whereas when we got the three, when we get the three episode dump with Peacemaker, we'll have 40% of Peacemaker. So we'll have a really good idea of A, what the story is going to become, and B, if it's, if it's for us or not. So yeah. Yeah. I, I'm happy that they're dropping three rather than one where we're like, mm, I don't know, like you said, maybe they had a misstep where the first episode, uh, let me watch the second episode. We'll know right away because we'll get that three. And I'm really interested to see it. I'm very skeptical, but I did see a uh, scene yesterday where he was referencing what Rick Flagg said to him and genuinely looked affected by it. So... I don't know. I think this might be, could surprise me, could surprise me. I'm holding out a sliver of hope, especially mm-hmm. after the positive vibes of the show. We're going, we're actually here to review Clay, which is the season two premiere of Superman and Lois, What Lies Beneath. Yes. Before we do that, though. We have the GUA network. Now, let me go ahead and just run those by real, real quick. Of course, we are a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We have eight shows across seven days a week, four being bi-weekly, four being weekly. Those bi-weekly shows being, of course, a slice of film with Katie. It is on hiatus currently, but it will be back. She says that she misses everybody, and she is working out that schedule to get uh, finally back up and running. Of course, uh, uh, World's Finest True Believers, his newest episode, Chris Balga, uh, was with, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was New Mutants. It's on my playlist. Um, I finally finished the Star Wars High Republic uh, audiobook, so I'm going back to my podcast. And then, of course, uh, there is Ranger Alliance that is also on Mondays, uh, going bi-weekly along with World's Finest True Believers. Me and Jake talked about the newest Power Rangers Universe comic, as well as the three episodes uh, along with the power transfer of Season 2 of Mighty Morphin Power, uh, power Rangers. So... Money Go transfer. check that one. What was that? Money transfer? Basically. Oh, sorry. That's... Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Peek behind the curtains there. Yeah, yeah. It basically was a money transfer. Basically, Saban uh, is the cheapest of the cheap that ever did cheap. And all the money he made, uh, all, the money, I, all the money they made off of those people, they couldn't give them even a half-decent raise was very, I'm just saying, very wait until we get to the Disney era of Power Rangers. Oh, oh. We may I'm not even saying... be cheaper. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, there is that show as well as, of course, A Walk Through the Multiverse is our fourth bi-weekly show that is on Saturdays uh, every other week. Of course, our weekly shows are DC Alliance, Superhero Discussions, Star Wars Alliance, and Marvel Alliance. Remember, guys, that DCA, um, MA, and SWA, respectfully, DC, Marvel, and Star Wars, all have their solo feeds. Be vigilant of the Star Wars solo feed, go give them a review. Give all of us a review. But specifically right now, go check out Star Wars Alliance. We are doing a giveaway for the uh, omnibus of Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, Our uh, U.S. listeners will be getting a chance to win that book, as well as our international listeners being 
uh, given a chance to win a $100 gift card to Organic Price Books. So, who has graciously given us the opportunity to give away this book and that gift card? So, go check them out. And of course, we do have a Patreon as well because we are listener supported, but we are also ad supported. So, if you don't want to listen to those ads here on this episode, go check out our Patreon. $1 tier will say thank you. $5 tiers, of course, gives you that exclusive content as well as the show with no ads. Now, I believe that is it. Am I right there? Yeah. I think so. I almost blew my brain cells out <laughs> trying to add up the shows because I wasn't sure if you had the right number for a second there. And I don't know if you noticed me looking down. I was like, two on Monday. <laughs> Doing the finger counting. I started to write them down in the little tally. But yeah, you were right. Uh, Slice of film gets me sometimes because it's on hiatus and I miss it. So uh, sometimes I've, I've selectively forgotten about it right now. Now, I will say the last episode we did on uh, Slice of Film, because I was a part of it, was the Ghostbusters film. Uh, if you guys haven't had the chance to go see that movie, I believe it is now on uh, VOD and yeah, yeah. Uh, streaming. So go check that out and then go listen to our review. So, Clay, we have a new show that is not... Uh... That for me, for in my opinion anyway, doesn't have the stink of some of the other shows we have watched this past year, and, and I've been very excited to talk to you about this show, uh, Superman and Lois season. We both loved season one. Yes. Uh, season two, episode one, What Lies Beneath. So, obviously, uh, spoiler free. What are your thoughts on this episode? Spoiler free. This episode was a good start to tell you exactly where our characters are and where they could possibly go. But I do have a hot take for you and I've been saving this one. Um, I have been told that it is not necessarily a hot take, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is season one pilot written all over it. This is, this is season one's pilot reshaped into season two. That's all this is. I don't know with the lowest storyline, especially speaking um, from no, my no, own don't, don't personal experience. Don't, don't get me wrong. There are new elements into this season. But the big three parts of this episode all happened in season one pilot. Wow. Okay. So we are no longer going to be in spoiler territory. Wait, you hold it. You hold that. Okay. Dude, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead and tell me your thoughts. We'll go to an ad break. And then we will talk all spoilers on this show. Well, I really enjoyed this episode, Clay. I don't know if it's, like I said, because of some of the other shows we have watched live action-wise, but uh, the thing that really surprised me was the, the non-Superman scenes I really enjoyed. The interaction between characters, I wasn't eye-rolling or groaning with the dialogue. All their motivations made sense to me, like people being jealous, people being insecure, uh, the only thing that really confused me right now is what Sarah is like. I'm just thinking there's more to that that I want to see, but even that is intriguing to me. Uh, and just the family moments, the family moments between different characters, not just Clark and the sons, or Lois and the sons, but uh, Sarah and her father. For example, there's a really nice scene of them uh, with the car that they're fixing up. Uh it's stuff like that that I was surprised that I would enjoy. I thought yeah. I'd be like, okay, get me to the next Superman scene. But no, I enjoyed all of it. Even, like I said, uh, Natalie, uh, how she was handling it and all that stuff. I did enjoy it. I'd, I got I to say, I was, I was shocked. And also, the Superman scenes, like the action scene with the sub... Maybe you could just give Flash some of the money that you've used on the CGI for this stuff because it doesn't look anywhere near the other stuff from the CW. Like I was actually like, it looks good. Yes. but I will. I, I will say, Heinz. I think we're now in spoiler territory. Well, okay. Well, I'm just. I'm not breaking down. I'm just saying the actual. I said sub scene. I didn't say. Okay, what he okay, actually okay. did. I'm just saying the CGI in it was fantastic. Okay, okay, it was okay. Like just com uh, maybe it's compared to stuff like I just watched that five part event with the Flash, and I watched that Alien, uh, Dispro. So maybe I, my eyes are a little bit 
fuzzy from all that, and I'm just seeing like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Maybe it's just comparative to that, but just visually, it looked nice when you see the CW thing on the side, and I'm looking at the special effects, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a giant, this is a giant Furby standing up anywhere. This is actual like, you put time and effort in this. Okay, I can see the raindrops falling out. Oh, okay, yes, bravo. Okay, so like, it's like we have Lester Superbad Mike saying. You can actually see the HBO Max money coming through this show, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, for sure. Now, before we get into the spoiler territory of this review, let's go ahead and take our very first ad break, and then I will let everybody know how this is basically Season 1, Episode 1, all over again. So we will be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. So... Heinz, this is season one, episode one, all over again because of three things. I named them specifically when talking to our good friend and host of Marvel Alliance. I knew Chris that's Calvin. who you said you sent your take to. I knew it, Chris. <laughs> this is what the, the one funny thing. Did Chris ask you for the take, or did you send it to him unasked? So I so uh, I no, I'm really curious about this just for my own. Because Chris I said, really held holds these close close to this. Really good at keeping secrets. Let's see. What did I say first? I said I have a feeling I'm going to be a little bit more negative than okay. Heinz tonight okay. when we record our review. He said that Heinz is the hype man. You try to ground him, um, <laughs> and he said. So what were your gripes? You know what? Because I didn't necessarily say that I had a hot take. That I, I just said, hey, I think I'm going to be a little bit more negative because of these things. Um, and I said, this is a reshaped season one pilot. And he's like, okay, go on. Explain to this to me. I don't, I don't see it. What are you same, talking about? Same. So, and I said this. I said, last season was a square. This is a rectangle. Technically still a square, but you just kind of stretch it out a little bit just to make it look I a little like, different. I like so, the analogy. I like the analogy. So, season one, teenager character doesn't feel like they belong. Who was that? That was Jordan. Okay, now this season it's Natalie. Okay, Kryptonian esque antagonist. Of course, last season we had uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Superman's brother. Superman's brother. I can't remember the. Was it Maxwell Lord? No, it, no, not it, Lord. It was uh, shoot. What's his Ooh. name? The uh, they oh they God, mentioned the him. Morgan Edge. Morgan Edge. Morgan Edge. Yeah, yeah. So. They, uh, Morgan Edge was the Kryptonian, and then what did they do? They grabbed more people to become Kryptonians. Now, this episode, there's two individuals that are wearing the S-Shield. Now, we will bring that up later on in the re- review, but they are basically showing people with the S unintentionally or intentionally that they are probably Kryptonians. Now, us as the audience, who knows, you know? But if you were in that universe, you see the shield, you're like, holy shit, that's that's somebody like Superman. So there's that. Oh, and okay. then and then just like just like the season one pilot cliffhanger, a tease to a mysterious character for the cliffhanger. That's kind of a standard practice for every season premiere of every show, though, Clay. Uh, they do, they do it, tease, hey, season five premiere of Arrow, what happens at the end of the show? Oh, we tease a hooded figure that's Prometheus, and he kills people. 
Oh yeah, there's kind of happens in everything. I'm just saying, it was too familiar for the exact same show. These three things were exactly like season one. I will say, Natalie uh, and Jordan not at all experiencing the same things. One is coming to a planet where everyone that she knows doesn't know her, and but she feels alien. And then Jordan felt like an alien because he is now figured out he is half alien. Jordan was more just as much. He has social anxiety disorder. So I think that was more the part of him feeling that way than him having powers. That him having powers, he kind of started to come into his own. But it was a big part of last season. Yeah, but it seemed like he came into his own because of that. Not, uh, Not in spite of it. I just don't think he was as alien. I think he had more like social anxiety problems, whereas uh, Natalie is completely, like she even says, I I like looked at my best friend and she looked right through me and yeah. seeing with her mother. So I think her problems and Jordan's were, I think hers are a lot, lot more in my opinion. And this Crest thing, I may agree with you, but I because the, the general said that these people had abilities. He didn't say if they were Kryptonian or not. I'm unsure, but you, you are right. With the shields, it does give us the impression that it, it, they are Kryptonian, but I don't think they'll go down that route. I, but the general did give the explanation why they're wearing the shield, and I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was perfect. I didn't think... I had it no problem is, with that. It is, and I was talking... So... Because Kyle even makes reference to it earlier on in the episode, saying they're yes. commercializing Superman, and like Which, this is... I will say this. I still don't like Kyle. He has a very punchable face. Yeah. Um, but he is improving personality-wise. His, his, he is, I believe, a... I don't know if his family originates from Mexico or from Spain, um, but he is uh, a Mexican-American uh, actor. Uh, I don't like when he brings his accent because he still tries to do that like country twang to it. And so it, just, <laughs> uh, it just sounds so gross. Um, Come on, given just, that he's improving, you can't I, change your face. Like I don't like Will him as Farrell, a character. I'm someone sorry. tells Will I, Farrell in I'm trying to Step Brothers. He says, "Like I just hate your face. Like I want to punch you in the face. Just change your face the next time I see you." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll try and work on that. I don't know how I can change my face. Easy, but you recast. I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll try and work. <laughs> easy. It's super easy." You just recast. I'm sorry. I, I don't I just, know if it's a pivotal enough role for us to I, worry about it to recast. I don't care for him much as a character because of what he was in last season. Do you think he's going to um, survive out like a couple? I think he doesn't have a chance to make it to season five if this show gets there. You know he's well, he's, taking a stray, he's taking a stray bullet at some point. Right? I, I hope so, dude. Jordan it's, accidentally burns him or something. Just the... Because... Let's be completely honest here. This show is, in light of what Supergirl was, because, of course, that show is now gone, this show is going to put their politics heavy-handedly in there. Especially, I mean, it's the CW to begin with. But in the conversation about the emblem, about the S-Shield, um, the general said, this is the most recognizable shield out there, and it means something to these people. This has a lot of repercussions to it because it takes one slip up for one of those individuals with the S-Shield to make Superman look like a horrible person. This, again, is the exact same story as last season. In the sense of being feared, like fearing Kryptonians, that was a that big. Was, yeah, but not in a pilot. You said this was the reshaped pilot, and I think you're that like, was you're, a, you're taking points but that from was, further down the line. That was a big story element from uh, 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 John and Natalie because of the whole thing of you know yeah, coming which didn't from come the into different play Earth. until the episodes down the road. Uh, okay, so not just the pilot, the entire yeah, season. There you go. Yeah, well there you go. You could say they're taking elements from the last season and reworking them. I would get they, on board it with It was that. it was a reshaped pilot with story elements from the season in there. There. Okay. okay. Um <laughs> either either way, either way. It's uh, tomato tomato. Um I I just I want it to be 
fast paced enough for me to not have that feeling again. To not feel like, oh, this is just what they did in last season. You know, I want them to come up with new problems. You know, this whole thing of these super people. Like, if you give me the story of, like, one of them messes up, like, make sure, like, for me, like, I want to be able to see, watching this show, that Superman takes it to a point of, like, hey, this is what these people were attempting to do, and, like, in some way cover his own ass. Like, and I know that is probably far from what is going to happen. Uh, I don't know about that. Superman's given several interviews in the past, so I would not be shocked to see him even go on the offensive here and uh, get an interview out saying that he works alone. He's he's a solo act. These other people wearing his shield does not represent him. And he did. I can see him giving an interview to Smallville Chronicle, whatever they're called. I think Chronicle uh, or Smallville Gazette. I think that he can give. I could see him giving them an interview. I don't really think these. Some of these are the same problems. I think they're repercussions from what happened last season. Uh, General Lane retired. You, you're seeing now that General Lane was a godsend compared to his other people that could had that position. They want more from Superman. I, it begs the question of how much was uh, he helping Superman behind the scenes in terms of dealing with the upper brass and like getting them off and. The guy, the general here is a really good foil that is not Kryptonian and just is an actual problem that I think Superman would face if he came to the world today. It's like if he came about, if he just revealed the moral, saved the Statue of Liberty and saying it, I, everyone would be like, uh, uh, that would be a thing. People would be wondering, like, are you America first? Like, do you put America? Before? Oh yeah, and and, and I love those storylines. That stuff I I like, and I talked again to Chris Balga about this, saying, you know, the politics of Superman can be a very fun thing because it can bring a lot of emotion. It can be a lot of. Uh, it, it it can be intense in the sense of you know just like they were saying you know in the scene of the sub we can finally bring up the sub Woo-hoo! the uh <laughs> superman saved a north korean sub uh with a nuke on it and the general was like what are you doing man like you couldn't just drop off the nuke on american soil and first off let's just talk this through real quick why on earth why on earth would Superman be like, hmm, a nuclear weapon. Let's give it to somebody else. Like, no. You, could, you should have said, why didn't you destroy it? Why didn't you throw it into the sun or throw it in space and like, laser beam it? Like, why didn't you just get rid of it? Let's not go Superman 4 here. But, you know, let's, hey, what's up, Philip? Um, of course, Philip Barker uh, was there uh, on our uh, charity stream. He was, I believe, oh, man. I don't want to get this wrong. Philip, I can't remember. It's been so long already. It's two months is way too long in my book because of everything that we do. don't get enough sleep, folks. Oh, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> I believe Philip was on my team. He was on the Rangers team. I'm pretty sure. We won. <laughs> we beat Snell's ass in that trivia game. Um, but the the idea, yeah, he was a Ranger. Play, Hell play. yeah. Don't don't even pay attention to that, Philip. He's like Lord Draken. He's, he's the solo ranger. But I, I I will say I I love the politics of Superman. Superman is my number one favorite character in DC Comics, and you know one of the coolest things that I remember in the Tomasi and Gleason run of uh, Rebirth recently was when um, Superman saved a. Uh, like a like a construction worker or somebody um, with a whole bunch of people uh, carrying AK-47s and having American flag bandanas on. They're like, oh, they're stealing our work and blah, 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 blah. And Superman stands for the people. He doesn't stand for politics. And he even said in this episode, I don't get involved in the geopolitics of everything because... I've already sworn my life to the people and to the world. Yeah, not... he said I gave my allegiance to the world a long time ago, which yeah. was a fantastic line, Clay. Like he said, I loved he, it. it. It's it's perfect. 
and like I can understand. Uh, I I have a more of a problem with the Jordan and uh, Sarah stuff because it, I don't like the she, clearly something happened at camp. Clearly, so and okay, I don't like so. this whole I don't I don't like this whole CW of it all where they're dragging this. There, they, this that should this have is been... this is the most CW thing that's going to be. Yes, on there. we yes. we knew this about the first season. It's going to be here the second season. Um, I would say the most CW thing, but uh, I will say uh, John is going through a lot of stuff right now with uh, his girlfriend and the talk. That yes. uh, had to go down. Uh, Philip Barker says, I just saw the ending of season two, first episode. Big implications. We're going to talk about that very, very soon, Barker. Um, Superbad Mike says, I feel like they are going to make the U.S. government the opposing force this season as opposed to last season. And that's um, what I was saying, Super Mike. About I, I, I can see that, but I want to throw out a prediction. Uh, I thought about it. Chris voiced it out first i will say because i kept it internal i wasn't really i think wanting... you're gonna say what i'm thinking too I'm, I'm uh chris balga had said what if this general is in fact cyborg superman i thought i didn't think cyborg superman i can tell you that where'd you where'd you think it was going I thought it was going clones. Clones? Yes, I thought we could maybe get the red of Superboy. But then I'm th- like thinking about that out loud. Titans is there as no, well. No, we, we, we won't get Superboy until Jordan suits up. That's when we will officially get Superboy. And then we won't get a clone of Superboy until after that. You think if they introduce Lex this season, could that possibility change at all? <sighs> Again, I think if they introduce Lex, it just means that we will possibly get closer to Jordan suiting up. Okay. That's what I think. Um, They're really dragging that out, and I'm enjoying that. If he actually does take get powers and like suit up at some point. Because he's using powers. You saw him use both his heat vision, and then he listened uh, to one of the things that was going on in the world, just like uh, Clark was. But Chris asked if the general was going to be uh, Cyborg Superman. Uh, Philip Barker says, if John Cryer comes back, I I will start watching this again. Um, I think it should happen. Um, He said, he said, uh, nothing is official. uh, But who knows, right? He's he's good enough to keep that secret, too. I think we could see him this season. I I think we could see him this season. Especially with seeing Lucy Lane's going to come, the same one from Supergirl. Exactly. I feel like that's going to... Yeah. She's saying something like it's not quite the same character because of Crisis, but it's still the same actress, so I'll take what I can get there. So the only thing that makes me hesitant about Cyborg Superman coming up is the fact that last season had the Eradicator. Um, The... uh, uh, Oh, shoot. I forgot his name. Morgan Edge was revealed to be his brother, but then when he absorbed all that energy, he became the Eradicator, um, which is a very classic character uh, in the Superman lore. Now, because of the ending and what everybody assumes that it is, Cyborg Superman would be a very interesting choice. So... I think if they're going to do Cyborg Superman, you have to make Cyborg Superman. I don't want to see none of this Supergirl, like, hey, I'm just a human in human clothing, going to be, you know, just being weird with, like, one eye patch of metal. Clay, like, no, Clay, I want to HBO see... HBO Max. This is HBO Max. We, it's not, though. That's the it's, thing. It, it's HBO Max money. You can you can say that much, yes. But well, this going is off still, on HBO Max. This is still the CW. Do you see The Flash going up on HBO Max? No. Do you see Super The Legends of Tomorrow? Bat, I, will Bat, always, I'm just... I will always be the downer. You know this. Yes. You know this. This is how just, we roll. But okay? I just think after watching... See, you, this is one thing, too. You were able to forget about that Flash event a lot earlier than I did because I had to watch the final episode and I had to talk about it. 
Whereas you're a couple weeks past that now. Oh I yeah. Had a, that that inspired that inspired me that inspired me to have a rant, which I don't really do that much. And I'm still like looking at Super, Superman Lois being, wow, this is this is what like I can imagine if all CW shows had this kind of CGI and this kind of care and time between episodes. I, I was I was I was floored, and I don't know. If so we'll watch the boys, and I might my eyes I, might explode. But I want to see a legit cyborg Superman. I oh, want to see the 100%. full metal on his chest, on his leg, on his face, everything. I want to see a full cyborg Superman if they choose to do it this season, or even on this show. Honestly, so there's that. That's I will say this also. That's an interesting theory. Again, more CW stuff. Uh, the drama of it all, of course. This I, I, this is freaking soap operas with superheroes. Honestly, um, is what the CW is, and we have Lois and Clark being in a huge argument this episode because of the. I don't know if PTSD is the right word. For Lois, of course, we did get that like previously on season one, and we got a flashback to the conversation that she was having with her therapist about the baby that she lost, that it was going to be Natalie. So she does look at Natalie way differently than everybody else does. So there's that confrontation that Clark and Lois had that had him go go see Lana, go hang out with Lana. And this brings me to a thought that I had when he first heard the Tremors, because we did get a glimpse of maybe like something of an earthquake, which they eventually move into uh, later in the episode. But there's like a small tremor and Clark hears it. And then Lana goes, did you feel that? Now I, for a split second thought, was she supposed to feel it? Yeah, other people felt it too. Uh, the first time? Yes, because when her daughter is there and she goes into the garage with her father, she asks, what was that, Dad? Was that an earthquake? And he was like, no, that, that, that could have been some machine machinery starting up. And that was the okay. same time that they felt that. So. Okay, okay. So I must have missed that part. Yeah. Um, granted, I will tell everybody I watched the rest of the. I watched half of it at home and then half at work this morning. That was a um, good scene, Clay, that I really just, like I mentioned before, because they had a terrible, piss-poor relationship the first season, which was understandable because, like you said, that guy was dick. And he's been really trying to put in for the effort. He gives her some good advice because, just a shout-out to Jordan... Just said it to Jordan. Your uh, good aunt- advice. Uh, okay, not terrible advice. Like she says, that wasn't terrible. It was a very awkward conversation just saying, oh, you're the alpha in the relationship. That's true. In this, she is. She People is. don't talk like that. No, I'm just saying, like, she's the leader of the two of them. She makes more of the decisions. He looks to her for everything instead of the other way around. That's, we don't know their relationship that much. We've yet. seen him as friends, even. He does not, t- he is not a leader type person. It, it's very easy to see that is the, the thing. But I enjoyed just the back and forth because they had such a shitty relationship and they're working on it. A little bit, and she even says like that wasn't terrible. Uh, he does mention like he has the bar pretty low uh, because of that. But I, like I said, that didn't that didn't bag it down for me. That moved it moved. I thought like if this was the Flash and it was two different characters, I think that would bag down for me in the way it's written. I'm just surprised that like even the Natalie and Henry stuff, like all that stuff, I I actually enjoyed it. Like I could understand why she was the way she was. Uh, I'm trying to think. There wasn't much else in the moments department. Uh, I did enjoy, like you were talking about the PTSD with Lois, or I don't know what we're going to exactly call it, because like there's some personal. I won't get into it, but that. But I, 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 I understand so that lingers for for years. That lingers for years. It does, and I didn't know how to, exactly to approach this conversation because we are both males. We yeah. have no idea how this would feel for any individual. Um, I don't know exactly how that goes 
So for me, I was like, ah, she's blowing this out of proportion a little bit in the conversation yeah. with Clark and everything else. Of course, I know that she is projecting yes. the feelings that she has onto the people and she's just exerting this anger. I understand that is the concepts, but because of that, I was just like, ah, I'm not exactly feeling what she should be feeling. I experienced, like, Clark's whole thing, experienced that. Experienced that. Mm -hmm. So I could have, like, the whole story worked perfectly for me because I experienced the exact scenario. Okay. Exactly, like, in the, the way that that person was to Clark, the way Lois was to Clark, experienced it. You know that it's not from that person at you. It's from, like, it's just, like you said, projecting it onto somebody. You got to get it out. And ultimately, it did come to a head kind of like the way Clark and Lois did. So... It was very. I was surprised at how good they got that clay for me. Like I, I've experienced it myself, and it's not something that you want to experience. But you are right. You like males don't really know. Yeah. Uh, like I don't know. Any, it didn't affect me nearly. So it's just. Uh, it, I think they did nail it, and it's really tough to show that. But she, same thing with the last season. That stuff really got me, and I was surprised at how much they went into that for a CW show. They they are getting into the nitty gritty when it does come to family problems. Yes, um, and I say problems with quotes because you know some people have issues with these things, and some people don't. Um, you know the you know the talk with <laughs> uh, with John and his girlfriend. Um, Clark just leaves them alone because he Damn has full year. trust in his uh, in his kids, and she uh, Lois comes home, hears a girl, runs to his room, and he's half naked, and she's just pissed. And she's um, in the mental state that she's been in so exactly, and so gonna... again, she is, uh, you know, with the loss of a child, and you know, she is projecting some of that stuff onto. What would be John's girlfriend just thinking, like, what if you get her pregnant and, you know, all of that. So, you know, they're getting all into it. And I, I understand it. This, again, soap opera with superheroes. Uh, but I wanted to go back to Lana feeling that tremor because it initiated a thought. Uh, what if she wasn't supposed to feel it? That was my initial thought because she may have residual Kryptonian powers. From when she was uh, Laura Zorel, uh, or yeah, uh, yeah. Laura, Laura Zorel, um, last season, or possessed by. Yeah. Um, I thought about it. You know, Lana, especially in uh, the rebirth area of, uh, uh, or the rebirth era, sorry, of uh, DC Comics, she was a superhero uh, at a time. So, I I mean, if this show goes for a while, I think it could happen. Uh, but just a, just a small thought that kind of just was in one ear out the other. That's but, that's an interesting... You are right. If they have to go... like They've done that with Smallville, too. They gave her powers a couple times. Yeah. So, if, they, if this is a long time, if this is a long running show, I can see that eventually happen. Maybe that comes in a couple years, a couple seasons down the road, they'll still go back to, you had residual, and I'll be like, I'll look at Clay. You called that two years in, in, in two years ahead. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, but let's go ahead and do one last ad break, and we will talk about that ending of this episode. So, uh, again, guys, we do not choose the ads, we do not choose how many times they repeat themselves. And we don't choose the volume, so we will be right back. And we are back. So, the ending. I want to voice just one other thing first, which is the Superman Shield people. I thought they were the ones that were that was doing the tremor when I initially watched that because Superman saw them with his X-ray vision punching. And it was and punching at the exact same rhythm of the, the tremor. Earthquake. And I and think that was a red herring. Yes, it, and it totally got me, bit it, was like, oh my God, that's pretty stupid. Why? And, but I was thinking, why is he having visions because of that? And obviously, listeners, that was not the full case. Like, like Clay alluded to, we had a metal... Uh, Middleman, a Iron Man wannabe, uh, going it through almost the Earth's legit. core. It almost looks like John Henry's armor. 
Yes. Uh, when you first like, it's a quick blink if you miss and you miss it uh, type of shot. But there is something coming from underground, digging his way up or its way up. Um, now, of course, I think it's a red herring for all Superman fans. Um, but the immediate thought running through everybody's head is this doomsday. I don't think so. Um, if they, I have do, no idea. I already asked you before the show. If they do, if they do doomsday season two, like, I'm sorry. Like it, you don't have like, yes, I have an emotional connection with Superman. I don't have an emotional connection to Tyler Superman or to the characters yet. Get me invested into these characters more and then give me a doomsday. And that will make me want to be like, like once I see the famous scene that technically we've already seen because of Crisis on Infinite Earths, you, we saw don't that. Don't even talk to me about that. We that saw was, that don't, waving. Don't talk, don't we talk saw to me that about waving that. cape. Don't, don't talk to me about that scene. If we see that in season two, it's not going to do anything for me. I agree, Clay, and I also think that. Uh, that you could wait season three or season four, but the fear with all these people are you're not sure if you're going to get uh, a season three, season four. You want to, but I do think that this this character should be used and this plot story arc should be used to get Jonathan to become Jordan to become Superboy. I think that once Doomsday takes out Superman and Superman takes out Doomsday, like at the same time. You can have Jordan fill in for Superman while they think he's dead, but in reality he's taken to the Fortress of Solitude and he's re-energizing. He comes back and he can, you can have all those scenes of Superman showing Superboy how to do things and all that. So well, I think and, that and might here's, be and the, here's the thing. For that. Superbad Mike says, way too early for Doomsday. That's a season five villain, at the least. And I will agree, because by season five, or season four, season four let's say it's a season earlier, by season four, you bring back Lex Luthor, John Cryer. He's already working on clones. We uh, get to see John, or sorry, Jordan as Superboy. We see John as uh, Steel. We see a clone come back, you know, because of Lex. And for season five, season four is the finale of Superman's death. Season five is the reign of Superman story. We see people trying to be Superman for season five. I with, think, I hope so. That'd be pretty, pretty freaking like cool that, that you do the that season. That would be a story worth telling. At but that, that would, that would tell me that they're not CW because these iconic stories are told in one episode are told. And, and like you and I both know that the majority of season three in flash should have been in flashpoint. Or should have been at least yes. like a one episode. The first, to the first reset five everything. episodes yes. should have been Flashpoint. Yes, yes. like it, so. I'm not. I don't know how. Depending on who's running this, but like I said, they they they're busting down the motions of me thinking this is a DCCW show. I know people are going to be mad. You watched DCW. You loved it. Yes, I did. Well, I just okay, didn't so think they kept up the effort. That's all. So, got a question? Well, I don't have a question. Technically, Brent has a question. Do you want to answer it here, or do you want to answer it on the next episode of our news segment of DC Alliance? Listen, if it's Superman and Lois related? No, it's DCCW related. So technically, we're here. Yes, let's go. Let's go. Okay. So Brent sent us a question. Uh, I believe it was this morning? It, it was yesterday. It was yesterday morning. After listening Br to the... DC's after listening to our DCA episode. Yes. So this is Brent's question. Brent asks, you know, I agree with you that the DCCW has gone massively downhill. Arrow ended on a really strong note. Is there any part of you that would be concerned if Arrow actually came back that its quality would suffer because the people in charge right now at the DCCW aren't putting uh, aren't outputting as good of work as they used to. Uh, maybe it's better to let Arrow rest and just finish strong. 
I'm okay if it never comes back. I want to make that note. I know I'm just joking when I say that. I don't, I'm not here saying hashtag restore arrow or anything like that. I'm just restore the arrowverse. There, there is a story there that you could do. <laughs> and the only reason I'm saying it is because the actor actually said the words out of his mouth of coming back for one season, like the Dexter. I know a lot of people that are really satisfied with that one final se- season of Dexter. Like I said, I'm okay if it don't come back. I understand what Brent is saying about people in charge of DCCW and the way things are being ran right now. But I also don't think Stephen Amell is going to come back without having creative control. And he is quite serious about that character. Maybe too serious at times because he, he's been known to correct like, their guests because they don't have a director that does every episode. So he'll be like, I don't know why he's doing, uh, Albert's doing this here because it's season two episode, blah, 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 he did, 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 so this wouldn't make any sense. So I, I just think that he'd be more hands, hands on and involved. So I don't think that he would come back for like a 23 episode uh, hoo ha with filler and nonsense storyline like season four. So I, I just see if he did come back, it would be like an eight and 10 episode. And I could take that. I think it would be good because my big problem with most of these shows in the CW is that they're 10 to 12 episodes too long in their stories. My official answer to this. You read all that. Shut it down. No, 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 Listen, listen, genuinely, this is what you do. If everybody's on board, because if one single person is not on board, can it? Just just throw it away. Don't want to see the light of day. We see the end of Flash, which I assume, honestly, I think this is the last season. We I can still, never assume. Never I, assume it. I still assume this is the last season. That's that's coming out in 2022. That's what I think. Been assuming since season six. I've been running every season, now, so I gave it up. Now listen. You get everybody that would be in that Justice League. And you start a Arrowverse on HBO Max in about five years. That'd be cool, Clay. That would be basically what they sold us Legends of Tomorrow to be initially. With the first sneak peek look, it seemed like uh, Flash and Arrow were going to go on all these missions with them. And this was kind of going to be like a Justice League thing. And spoiler alert, it was not. No, it it wasn't. So, uh, I don't know about that. I, I would be game for that. I've been asking for that. I said, uh, I want to say a month or two ago, they should fold all the shows besides Superman and Lois into one show of like five or six characters every episode or two, going on episode or two story arc, like the Justice League animated show, and just do like, that. Yeah, you just cut you your just... toes, cut your lasses. But those shows are profitable, unfortunately, for us because they're sold to streaming services. And they're actually, they actually make a profit on that stuff. That's the, the misleading thing about the article about DCCW not being profitable. The entity as a whole is not profitable, but various shows are profitable because they can sell their rights to, like, they're on Netflix, for example. They, they are. Like, and, yeah. and that was a, you know, that was something that we said on our show. But, like, they said they weren't profitable since 2006. 2006 was when CW was created. Like that's another thing. Like, it it's it's rough. Well, to that kinda... could be too too clear that the it came from was it UPN or what was this what was the channel that it turned it was UPN wasn't it? It was before. WB. Yeah, but before I thought UPN folded into it or something. But uh, no, no, anyway, so, it could so be it the was... previous debt before they turned into the new channel. You all the debt you that doesn't just go away. That comes and you're you're not becoming profitable. You're mm-hmm. you no matter what you bring in. If you got that giant debt, let's say your five oh, shows yeah, brought you, in, yeah, you're UP right. and WB, UPN and WB. Yeah. So the let's say UPN had uh, uh, let's say WB wanted ten of the UPN shows and their cable broadcasting in certain places, but UPN had a whole bunch of debt. All the profits that what WB is making on these shows are just going to knock down that debt. So that's why you're not profitable. But in reality, you are profitable. You're giving yourself money to knock down that debt. And when that debt is finally over, you will technically be profitable. But it could be forever. So that's why they sell these things. Same thing with uh, AT&T, for example, looking to sell off the gaming part that they got when they purchased WB. 
Yeah. Same kind of thing, right? Just looking to rob Peter to pay Paul. So I don't know. I just I just think that <laughs> it could be a fool's thing. I I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, overall, this season was a or this uh episode one of season two, I think is a good start. Uh Travis Hines. What's one up? other thing? Who do you think that could be if it isn't Doomsday? Forgot I glad I, I almost I would have kicked myself if I didn't ask you that beforehand. Come on, throw some comic characters out at me, Clay. Come I, on. Okay, so I said that it almost looked like John Henry's suit um, that he first showed up in. I'm going to say if... I can't remember if they confirmed if the John Henry of this Earth is dead, uh, but if he's not, it's John Henry. And and So what are we... So, what are no, we Natalie will divisions? not only have to... Natalie will not only have to deal with her dead mom being alive, but she's going to have to deal with two dads. Um... The visions, the other thing. Why is we didn't talk about that? Why is he having those visions? What visions? is he seeing? And isn't it looking like he's getting like heat vision in his eyes when he's getting there? You you see the synapses like yeah. bursting or whatever. Yeah. Um What's that all about? That's the one thing we didn't discuss that I was really confused about. I don't know why it screams at me so much. For some reason I think of the multiverse. I think something is is going on because they're they dealt with another earth last season. Um, with uh, John and Natalie, um, he because he said he said that he's getting like these visions of uh, what was it in the preview that like the Earth is being destroyed or the planet is being destroyed? Yeah. yeah. Now again, I think that's a red herring because everybody sees the fist. You hear the fact that he is no, getting visions. I... I think people are going to think it's Doomsday. I don't think it's Doomsday. What do you got? Uh, the people, I, I assume, I think it came from the other Earth. She mentioned that the Earth was destroyed. We don't know why she left exactly yet. So so you think the Superman followed him or followed it, her? I'm thinking, I don't know exactly how the Earth, their Earth was destroyed uh, from the Kryptonians, but I don't know. Like It could, it could be Clark, the evil version of Clark. Maybe we see him this season. And maybe because he's on Earth, there some stupid science, comic-y reason. There, he's seeing they're, they're his both, memories. They're both. They're a paradox of each other. And yeah, so, so he can see his memories of well, him there's, destroying the, there's, the other Earth. Well, like there's the I I can't remember if it was Marvel or DC that did this. That like basically, if two characters or two two versions of oneself is on the same plane of existence, like. Like they're literally cannot take up the same space, so they basically combust. Basically, oh, okay. um, so maybe that's what's going on here. Uh, again, you know, for some we've reason, gotten some weird explanations for things, so that's why I can't like. Again, you yeah. have to remember this is still CW. There's gonna be some crazy, stupid things sometimes, and for some reason, I just I think it's. I think it's multiverse related. I don't okay. know why. That's it may be it may be just that. that the multiverse is going crazy this when, year. When you, you know? said that, that's what triggered me thinking that it could be from their the earth that they came from. Yeah. Like that's what it just maybe that's what happened to destroy their earth and this could the same thing could happen here. So I I don't know as I was Super bad Brainiac. Mike says I was thinking Brainiac for some I'd love to see I don't think we're seeing Doomsday solely because it's going to be hard it's going to be expensive and hard to do it any better than Krypton did it in in season 2 because that, <laughs> I was going to say we've gotten two Brainiacs in live action uh we've gotten I was thinking Smallville Doomsday, yeah <laughs> we've gotten Smallville and we've gotten Krypton I was and I'll tell to... you I'll tell you one is a lot better than the other <laughs> the one that the one where the person's not wearing a garbage bag over their body with rocks taped to them or super glued, sorry. That was one of the worst costumes I've ever seen. And I feel so bad for the character the actor, Sam Whitworther, because he like he's awesome in almost everything I've ever seen him in. I feel so bad that that's what his character turned into. Like my God, I can remember seeing that and thinking it was terrible at the time. It and, was rough. I, I I just Googled it right now to look back at it. Oof. It's rough. It's... I'm excited. Clay, what uh, I I'm Really looking forward to the second episode. I, you just, you literally, when you said multiverse, just fired off more pins in my head 
of like my pistons and rats. Everything's going now, and I'm thinking about multiple different things. So what have I done? No, just <laughs> just because I had no idea who that character could be, and now at least like I thought maybe it could be the Superman from their Earth. Yeah. At the very least, because I, I I thought Doomsday, but I also thought what you said of this could be too. This is too easy. Everyone would think that, and I asked you that immediately. Is that Doomsday? And you looked at me. You were like, "You're not the first person to think that." And I thought to myself, "Okay, yeah, that's exactly what you kind of thought of. It's the only character you thought it could be, so it can't be that person." <laughs> yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for, uh, of course, everybody in the chat. Thank you for showing up. Thank yes. you for listening. Uh, and, of course, remember, guys, we are going to be back on our normal time on Monday nights, uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be talking the Peacemaker show. Um, we're going to be talking uh, I don't DC even, News. DC News, of course, like every single week. So, with that, thank you very much, and we will see you guys next week. Yes, see you guys.